Ladies and gentlemen, distinguished guests, and my fellow citizens, America's comeback starts right now. Two years ago, when I left office, the United States stood ready for its golden age. Our nation was at the pinnacle of power, prosperity, and prestige, towering above all rivals, vanquishing all enemies, and striding into the future, confident and so strong. In four short years, everybody was doing great. Men, women, African-Americans, Asian-Americans, Hispanic Americans, everybody was thriving like never before. There was never a time like this. We turned the page on decades of globalist sellouts and one-sided trade deals, lifted millions out of poverty, and together we built the greatest economy in the history of the world. When the virus hit our shores, I took decisive action and saved lives and the U.S. economy. And by October of the same year, America was roaring back with the number one fastest economic recovery ever recorded. How about that? Importantly, after decades of rising energy costs, the United States had finally attained the impossible dream of American energy independence, which soon would have turned into energy dominance. For the first time in memory, China was reeling and back on its heels. You've never seen that before because the United States was outdoing them on every single front, and China was paying billions and billions of dollars in taxes and tariffs. The farmers know that because they got 28 billion of it. No president had ever sought or received one dollar for our country from China until I came along and we were getting hundreds of billions of dollars. Many people think that because of this, China played a very active role in the 2020 election. Just saying, just saying. Sure, that didn't happen. Instead of jobs and factories leaving America for China, they were for the first time ever leaving China for America. Businesses were pouring back because of our historic tax and regulation cuts, the biggest in both categories in history, bigger even than what Ronald Reagan was able to produce, and he produced a lot. China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea were in check and respect it. They respected the United States, and quite honestly, they respected me. I knew them well. I knew them well. The vicious ISIS caliphate, which no president was able to conquer, was decimated by me and our great warriors in less than three weeks, and al-Baghdadi, its founder, was hunted down and killed. North Korea had not launched North Korea had not launched a single long-range missile since my summit with Chairman Kim Jong-un nearly three years before we developed a relationship, and that's a good thing, not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Very good thing, actually. Because look at what's happening today. 
My opponents made me out to be a warmonger and just a terrible person who would immediately go into war. They said during the 2016 campaign that if he becomes president, there will never be a war within weeks, and we will have wars like you've never seen before. It will happen immediately, and yet I've gone decades, decades without a war, the first president to do it for that long a period. The world was at peace, America was prospering, and our country was on track for an amazing future because I made big promises to the American people, and unlike other presidents, I kept my promises. I kept them. For millions of Americans, the past two years under Joe Biden have been a time of pain, hardship, anxiety, and despair. As we speak, inflation is the highest in over 50 years. Gas prices have reached the highest levels in history and expect them to go much higher now that the strategic national reserves, which I filled up, have been virtually drained in order to keep gasoline prices lower just prior to the election. Joe Biden has intentionally surrendered our energy independence. There is no longer even a thought of dominance and we are now begging for energy help from foreign nations, many of whom find us detestable. Our southern border has been erased, and our country is being invaded by millions and millions of unknown people, many of whom are entering for a very bad and sinister reason. And you know what that reason is. We will be paying a big price for this invasion into our country for years to come. Hundreds of thousands of pounds of deadly drugs, including very lethal fentanyl, are flooding across the now open and totally porous southern border. The blood-soaked streets of our once great cities are cesspools of violent crimes, which are being watched all over the world as leadership of other countries explain that this is what America and democracy is really all about, how sad. The United States has been embarrassed, humiliated, and weakened for all to see. The disasters in Afghanistan, perhaps the most embarrassing moment in the history of our country, where we lost lives, left Americans behind, and surrendered $85 billion worth of the finest military equipment anywhere in the world, and Ukraine, which would have never happened if I were your president, are something and even the Democrats admit that. That's something I've seen them admit over and over again. But our enemies are speaking of us with scorn and laughter and derision because of those two events. But there are many more. Even just today, a missile was sent in, probably by Russia, to Poland, 50 miles into Poland. And people are going absolutely wild and crazy. And they're not happy. They are very, very angry. Now we have a president who falls asleep at global conferences. 
was held in contempt by the British Parliament over Afghanistan. And thanks to the words of wisdom, he said thank you to the wrong country for inviting him to a major summit on the environment, of all things. They fly for days to get there, and then he calls the country a name that was actually a country on another continent. <laughs> and he's leading us to the brink of nuclear war, a concept unimaginable just two short years ago. You cannot mention the nuclear word. It's too devastating. The decline of America is being forced upon us by Biden and the radical left lunatics running our government right into the ground. This decline is not a fate we must accept. When given the choice, boldly, clearly, and directly, I believe the American people will overwhelmingly reject the left's platform of national ruin, and they will embrace our platform of national greatness and glory to America. Glory. Are you getting ready? And I am too. I am too. I do want to point out that in the midterms, my endorsement success rate was 232 wins and only 22 losses. You don't hear that from the media. And this is an elegant night and an elegant press place. And I'm not going to use the term fake news media. So we're going to keep it very elegant. But you don't hear that from the media. But I think you will, because people are starting to see what happened. That's some score. And in the primaries, it was 98.6 percent. But they were still trying to blame me. And the reason for the success and that unprecedented success rate is that the Trump administration changed our nation on trade on securing the border with the strongest, safest border ever in the history of our country, on Islamic terrorism. We had practically just about, not that I can think of, no Islamic attacks, terrorist attacks during the Trump administration. And in fact, we got along very well with the various countries. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. So many incredible friends and family here tonight. It's such a beautiful thing. It's, some people say, how do you speak before so many people all the time? If, when there's love in the room, it's really easy, if you want to know the truth. It really is. You ought to try it sometime. <laughs> Together, we will be taking on the most corrupt forces and entrenched interests imaginable. Our country is in a horrible state. We're in grave trouble. This is not a task for a politician or a conventional candidate. This is a task for a great movement 
that embodies the courage, confidence, and the spirit of the American people. This is a movement. This is not for any one individual. This is a job for tens of millions of proud people working together from all across the land and from all walks of life, young and old, black and white, Hispanic and Asian, many of whom we have brought together for the very, very first time. If you look at the numbers, if you look at what's happened with Hispanic, with African-American, with Asian, and just look at what's happening, this is a party that has become much bigger, much stronger, much more powerful, can do much more good for our country. This is a job for grandmothers and construction workers, firefighters, builders, teachers, doctors, and farmers who cannot stay quiet any longer. You can't stay quiet any longer. You're angry about what's happening to our country. Our country is being destroyed before your very eyes. It's a job for every aspiring young person and every hardworking parent for every entrepreneur and underappreciated police officer who is ready to shout for safety in America. The police are being treated so badly. These are great people. They can straighten out the crime. They're the ones that know how to do it. We have to give them back their respect and their dignity. This will not be my campaign. This will be our campaign altogether. I am running because I believe the world has not yet seen the true glory of what this nation can be. We have not reached that pinnacle, believe it or not. In fact, we can go very far. We're going to have to go far. First, we have to get out of this ditch. And once we're out, you'll see things that nobody imagined for any country. It's called the United States of America, and it's an incredible place. We are Americans, and we do not have to endure what has taken place in Washington, D.C. This is our country, our government, and the Carters of power, or our, they're our Carters. They're not their Carters. These are our Carters. And we are coming to take those Carters back. So from now until Election Day in 2024, which will come very quickly, We'll go, look at how time flies. Look how fast it's all going. I will fight like no one has ever fought before. We will defeat the radical left Democrats that are trying to destroy our country from within and likewise protect us all. We want to protect us. We have to be protected from all of those nations out there that are looking to destroy us from beyond our shores. There are lots of nations that hate us gravely. And that's the problem. When they look at us in disarray like we are right now, when we go to them begging for oil and we have more liquid gold under our feet than they have or any other nation has, and we don't use it because we're going to them, it's crazy what's happening. We can't let it continue. Joe Biden is the face of left-wing failure and Washington corruption. He had a big G20 dinner tonight. Everybody flew over to wherever they flew over. And guess what? He never showed up. They're still looking for him. What's going on? I will ensure that Joe Biden does not receive four more years in 2020. Can't do it. Our country could not take that.
And I say that not in laughter. I say that in tears. Our country could not take four more years. It can only take so much. It's all very fragile to start off with. It can only take so much. In 2020, I received the largest number of votes of any sitting president in history by a lot. And we will do it again, but with even more votes this time. This campaign will be about issues, vision, and success. And we will not stop. We will not quit until we've achieved the highest goals and made our country greater than it has ever been before. And we can do that. We can do it. Our victory will be built upon big ideas, bold ambitions, and daring dreams for America's future. We need daring dreams. It is not enough merely to complain or oppose. We don't want to be critics. We don't want to be complainers. I never wanted to be a critic. I never respected critics. They tell people what's wrong, but they can't do it themselves. We will win because we will fight with every measure of our strength and with every ounce of our energy to lift up the working men and working women of America and to restore the fabric of this nation. The radical left Democrats have embraced an extreme ideology of government domination and control. Our approach is the opposite, one based on freedom, values, individual responsibility, and just plain common sense. It's common sense. We do love our country, isn't it? That's why we're here. I didn't need this. I had a very nice, easy life. It's a, this is something I didn't need, and a lot of you people don't need either. But we love our country, and we have to take care of our country. We have to save our country. Every policy must be geared toward that which supports the American worker, the American family, and businesses, both large and small, and allows our country to compete with other nations on a very level playing field, which we never had until I came along and the Trump administration came along. And now we're losing it. They're moving back into China. They're moving back into these other countries. It's horrible. And I was with President Xi, who's now president for life. I call him king. He said, no, no, I'm not the king. I said, yes, you are the king. You're president for life. It's the same thing. But I said, President, President, you can't do these things. You can't. Remember, they had China 25. That means China was going to take over virtually the whole world economy by 25. I said, that's not a nice sign. I don't want that sign. They took it down. They took down the whole slogan. Probably will be coming back at some point in the near future. But I found it very insulting. I said, I find that very insulting. Germany tried it. You know, Germany tried it. They were up for about a year. Remember, I sent to. Angela, remember Angela? Do you remember Angela? Nobody's remembering her now. Angela Merkel, I sent her a white flag of surrender. She said, but why, but why do you send this to me, Donald? I said, Angela, I send it to you because this is a flag of surrender. You are getting 78% of your energy from Russia. And when that happens, history has proven that it's not good for Germany. Just take a look over the last 150 years. It hasn't been good. What I didn't know would take place so fast. And Germany closed, as you know, all of its coal-powered plants and its nuclear plants. They closed everything. And now they're building coal plants. And they're building them fast. And China's building a coal plant every week. Every week, they open up another. And then they talk about all of the 
things that they do environmentally. They are watching us die with the Green New Deal, with our windmills and with our solar that doesn't have the power to fire up our great factories and our great plants. They are watching us die, and they're laughing as it happens. Remember, economic security is national security, and that's what it is. We need economic security. Biden and the radical left had left loose on this total breakdown of law and order. It was a total breakdown of law and order. I will restore public safety in American cities and other communities that need our help. And if they don't want our help, we're going to insist that they take our help this time. Because, you know, the Democrat governors, these are all Democrat cities. The governors and mayors are supposed to ask for the help, and they would never ask for the help. And yet people are being shot and killed at random like nobody's ever seen before. And we sent in the National Guard in Minneapolis and in other places. In Seattle, we went and we were, uh, we were getting ready to go. And they took over part of the city. And the governors, the Democrats, don't want to ever ask to do anything because they don't want to shake things up. In the meantime, the cities are rotting. And they, they are, indeed, cesspools of blood. So we're going to go and help them, even if they don't want the help. We will give our police back their authority, resources, power, legal protection, and we will give them back their respect. They're great people. They had borders. We don't have borders. They had borders. Other countries that we defend have borders. We defend other countries' borders, but we don't defend our own. But these countries... And I got to know all of the presidents and prime ministers. I got to know them all. And I said, all right, stop payment of the $750 million a year. They won't take them. And you could not get anybody back in because they sent them out. They didn't just come out. They sent them out. They don't want the bad ones. They want to keep their good ones. They don't want the bad ones. These are gang members that will kill, and they like using knives because a knife is more painful than a gun. You've read the stories. MS-13, these are savages. They say, oh, please don't use that name. They're people. No, they're not. These are savages. And so we went along, and I said, stop payment of the $750 million. And I get a call the next morning from the presidents of every country that we're talking about. Sir, there seems to be a misunderstanding. What's the problem? Is there, is there anything we can do? Yeah, you're not taking your MS-13 gang members back that you sent to us in the caravans. I love the name. I came up with it. I love the name. The caravans, thousands and thousands of people. And in those caravans, you have some rough, rough people. They said, you're not taking them back. Well, we didn't know that this was a problem, sir. Is there anything we can do? I said, yeah, take them back. We would be glad to take them back, sir. They took them back. I still didn't give them the 750. Joe Biden has also proven that he is committed to indoctrinating our children, even using the Department of Justice against parents who object. It's a terrible thing. It's, it's so sad what's happening. When I'm in the White House, our schools will cease pushing critical race theory as they were. Radical civics and gender insanity. Or if they do that, they will lose all federal funding, but we'll get them to stop. And I will be the president who finally fixes education in America. We were doing great. We were doing, we were starting to really get it right. We will not let men, as an example, participate in women's sports. Is that okay? No, we, no men. No men.
My people tell me, sir, that's politically incorrect to say. I said, that's okay, I'll say it anyway, if you don't mind. We've had, we've had tremendous, tremendous problems. And, and, you know, it's very unfair to women, just very, very unfair. We will defend the rights of parents, and we will defend the family as the center of American life. But who would think, standing up here 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that a politician, and I don't like to think of myself as a politician, but I guess that's what I am. I hate that thought. But that a politician would be up saying, we will defend parental rights. Of course you're going to defend it. Who would think that we even have to mention this? Who would think it even should be a subject to be talked about? We have to defend parental rights. Can you believe this? But as I have said before, the gravest threats to our civilization are not from abroad, but from within. None is greater than the weaponization of the justice system, the FBI and the DOJ. We must conduct a top-to-bottom overhaul to clean out the festering rot and corruption of Washington, D.C. Thank you. To further drain the swamp, I will push for a constitutional amendment to impose term limits on members of Congress. It's time. It's time. And I will ask for a permanent ban on taxpayer funding of campaigns, a lifetime ban on lobbying by former members of Congress and Cabinet members. No, I see what they make. They leave the White House or they leave Congress and they're paid millions and millions and millions of dollars a year. No, you have to have a ban. We want a ban on members of Congress getting rich by trading stocks with insider information. And many of our great members agree with that. They actually agree with that. And of course, we will do whatever it takes to bring back honesty, confidence, and trust in our elections. We will be resisted by the combined forces of the establishment, the media, the special interests, the globalists, the Marxist radicals, the woke corporations, the weaponized power of the federal government, the colossal political machines, the tidal wave of dark money, and the most dangerous domestic censorship system ever created by man or woman the most dangerous system we've ever had. We will be attacked. We will be slandered. We will be persecuted just as I have been. I mean, I have been, but many people in this room have been. But we will not be intimidated. We will persevere. We will stand tall in the storm. We will march forward into the torrent. And we, in the end, will win. Our country will win. We will win. But we need everyone involved. We need everyone's help. We need to look out for one another. We need to be friends. And we need every patriot on board.
Because this is not just a campaign. This is a quest to save our country. Talking about saving our country. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I am asking for your vote. I am asking for your support. And I am asking for your friendship and your prayers. This very incredible but dangerous journey. If our movement remains united and confident, then we will shatter the forces of tyranny and we will unleash the glories of liberty for ourselves and for our children and for generations yet to come. America's golden age is just ahead. And together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. We will make America glorious again. And we will make America great again. Thank you very much. God bless you all. Thank you. Paper ballots.